Hello everyone and welcome to episode 15 of the Frameworks and Flywheels podcast. This is Chaitanya. And this is Achyut. Yeah, so thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, Achyut, how are things with you? Uh, we're still doing this remote, I think, probably for the next rest of this year as well. So, I guess rest of the year, yeah, exactly. So, I, I guess all the, all the remaining podcasts will have this, uh, let's say, the in, inferior voice quality and uh, a lot of noises that, that, that we encounter while working or while, while, recording, uh, while recording remotely. Correct, correct. But, but I, I don't see that changing as in, uh, yeah, companies, companies have moved. Uh, last time we discussed that as well, right? Um, your, uh, your Facebooks and Googles have, uh, at least in the US, decided to uh, have everybody working from home. Yeah. the remainder of the year uh, and i think that that good idea and that should uh, i think that will continue for uh, for us as well correct and uh, and it's funny I, th- I think even here there are some smaller companies that have done it but we haven't heard yet um, so maybe it's not reported as much yet but i have a friend who works in a, a branch office of a say a fairly popular startup and he told me that their right. their branch office is closed and they're going to be working remote right so I think in parts, many Indian companies also will probably, I mean, at least the smaller, very tech product focused ones. Uh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that does hurt companies who have, let's say, those traditional sales channels, right? Uh, in which you have those meetings and everything, which uh, which is which are something that you can't avoid. Uh, but yeah, very very interesting for companies to um, who are in that particular line of business to look at how how they, they approach the the next steps, at least for the next couple of quarters. Correct. And uh, and speaking of uh, poor sound quality, right? Maybe it's time that we get some fancy mics, considering this is our fifteenth episode. Uh, which is like a landmark for us. I think we're eight months in. Like I did not think we would be doing this eight yes. months in. Uh, yes. So virtual Zoom high five. Uh, yeah. So yes. so this is yeah. Yes. Likewise. Fifteenth episode. Exactly. <laughs> so fifteenth. Fifteenth. Uh, uh, that that was a that was a let's say a, a vanity number that we had kept uh, yeah. on as well. Right? So and we've taken the. So let's the, record fifteen the, and then. Yeah, and we're taking the tortoise route to get here, right? like every like two, three weeks. So like, I still remember, I think the first one we did was either the end of October or uh, I believe it was the end of October. Yeah, third week of October or so. so Some, like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, something mid-October or something like that. Really gone steady. Yeah, it, it took, it took us uh, a lot of time. Yes, still steady. Hopefully. Yes, yes. Still, fingers crossed. I think it's the longest I've done uh, anything in my life. So, consistently. So, so I'm quite happy. Uh, I, th- I think that would be true for most of us. Yeah. <laughs> I think no. I think you're a little more diligent than I am. But uh, but yeah. Anyway, to, to more ahead. We'll on to 15 now. 15 to 50 slate. Let's see. Yes. On 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 to on to many more podcasts. Yes. Uh, which which brings us to the topic of the uh, of, which brings me to the topic of the discussion. Yes. Um, so, Chaitanya, we have been hearing a lot over the last couple of weeks of or the last week. Uh, about one particular news item that came in, yeah. uh, which is uh, the Joe Rogan, who's essentially the king, not in the north, but king in the west for us at least, mm-hmm. uh, and the king of the podcast universe, uh, announcing that he will be moving all his podcast exclusively by the end of the year to Spotify. Yes. Right. Uh, so any, any uh, let's say, initial reactions to, to the news? Uh, for me, at least, it was... it. it at least because it's Joe Rogan, uh, it does seem uh, fairly big. Uh, maybe the the market value as well as the revenues don't really justify um, the the quantum of that news. But any uh, any initial uh, takes on 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 uh, Joe, Rogan, Joe Rogan announcing uh, moving to Spotify exclusively? 
yeah i mean i i thought i thought i was quite um, i wouldn't say i was surprised i was surprised in the sense that wow this is a big move but when you think about it it makes total sense right like if you look at the string of acquisitions that uh, Pot, um, spotify has made in this space so this seems only natural that uh, it seems like a really natural progression in that in that line right and uh, and even if you look at the deal size right so i think wall street journal reported that uh, they're paying around 100 million for a few years they don't know the the length of the deal but they paid right, right. they paid like 300 million for uh, i think gimlet which only has like some 5 6 podcasts right? it's basically a content studio so right so, right uh, so in that sense i think um jorogan might be a big might be a bigger uh, might be even a better deal in that sense right because he has a lot more mainstream impact right and a lot more coverage uh right right brings in a lot more people right and much more mainstream audience that may not be using uh, a spotify or at least for podcasts at any rate so i mean it's a, it's a great strategy like I, i when they when they when spotify made the gimlet and anchor acquisitions a year and a half ago a little more than a year right, ago right so daniel lek who's the ceo uh, founder of spotify wrote this on the blog that you know we're moving from music first to an audio first uh, strategy or you know a company and uh, and right, now you see right. that you know like they're going all in on that strategy right so it's it's, it's kind of cool to see that happening uh mm-hmm. to like not you're not flaking right you're actually saying that okay look we're becoming audio first and then you make the moves uh in that direction right and you're willing to make big moves so that's quite cool it's right uh how about you what did you did you think it was a uh, um overblown or you know it's um, are you suspicious it's, it's a yeah no, no i i'm not suspicious uh, obviously yeah just just to add on to uh, to your point right uh, so spotify has been looking into the uh, uh, let's say the creation side of things uh, over the last year year and a half right uh, so they did acquire uh, gimlet media as you mentioned this was uh, i think early 2019 uh, and around 200 odd uh, million is what they paid for for the acquisition uh, the second one uh, um, was a slightly smaller acquisition which is uh, again a production studio called parkast yeah. uh, i think this was california again uh, yeah uh, so so parkast was acquired at around 100 million or i was just doing some research so uh, mm-hmm. approximately 100 odd million um, and it was really focusing on the true crime uh, genres yeah. right and true crime history and so on uh, which is what parkast was focusing on this was again uh, i think 2019 after the after the gimlet acquisition if i remember correctly yeah um the third which is slightly uh, slightly more interesting uh, was the was the anchor uh, acquisition and anchor obviously supports uh, in in contrast to gimlet and parkast uh, anchor does support let's say hobby or let's a smaller players like like us right so we are recording on anchor uh, uh, as as a podcast creation platform right uh, so it's a smaller for mass it's not a content uh, exactly it's, it's not a content it's not a production house uh, it's more of a technology product uh, simplifying or or democratizing creation of podcasts correct right so making it more accessible to everybody who's there Uh, so yeah, uh, obviously, all three moves in a broader spectrum does fit uh, with their strategy of uh, looking at the uh, at the supply of podcasts, right? Either from acquiring through production houses uh, and uh, then through uh, uh, let's say a creation platform. 
Joe Rogan is interesting because Joe Rogan is a single one-man production house, uh, producing a lot of content, which is extremely popular among the people. Uh, so yeah, that's that's fit into that strategy. Um, so it, it did make a lot of sense. Um, I do believe that there is a, a potential play in which you'll have uh, a lot of, uh, let's say, a lot of, lot more revenue that can be extracted out uh, by Spotify. Uh, in the future and then obviously this is a play in which they are aggregating all the all the supply uh, so that uh, it does uh, it does bring in a lot of people onto their let's say premium plans or let's say even even on a on a daily active uh, user account right yeah. uh, so right now i think they have around 200 300 million uh, daily active or monthly active users uh, who are using the platform uh, but but again most of them would be there because of the because of the music which is the original business that spotify is in right yeah. um, and then obviously uh, a third of that would be your paid subscriptions which gives them around 6 7 billion of uh, annual uh, revenues uh, yeah. from a, from a platform it's a decent business. Um, I think there is enough potential. I think we haven't, uh, let's say, looked at monetization, monetizing audio properly. Um, I know for a fact that you have a different, uh, slightly different opinion of uh, of the industry as well as the potential that is there. Yeah. Um, so, so do you mind do you mind sharing that? Uh, I will do so. Uh, just just to clarify one thing before that, I think one thing that's yeah, different yeah. about the. Uh, Joe Rogan deal is that that's actually an exclusive deal in that in the sense that his podcasts are being removed from elsewhere and then put on this. While the Gimlet acquisition or the other ones, uh, they don't involve that. They're still available on other platforms. So the Gimlet hits, for example, like Reply All uh, and and I think Homecoming, they, they're, they're still available on other platforms. So uh, so it's interesting in that sense that the other content acquisitions were the actual content acquisitions that they paid for were not made exclusives. Right. While Joe Rogan's thing, which is which is just a licensing deal or whatever you want to call it, it's actually an exclusivity right. deal, right? So it's quite curious that the content that they own is not actually exclusive. I so, would I would say that it's it's uh, like the, the answer to that would be for now, uh, these things are free. Uh, I don't see Anchor remaining free for long uh, if if Spotify does continue with this. But, but Anchor is a product still, uh, right? But I'm, I'm talking about the content supply thing. Um, uh, yeah, so so of course, as in uh, my point is that let's say the the content that we have, uh, let's say as frameworks and flywheels, uh, our content is not owned by us, right? It's owned by Spotify. Uh, Essentially, yeah. Yeah, so 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 all the the successful hobby podcasts, uh, Spotify would try to own those podcasts uh, because essentially it does, right? So it, it will bring in that exclusivity there as well from from people who are creating the podcast. And obviously podcasts, um, as in very much like ourselves, uh, uh, Spotify doesn't really care about that right now, right? Because uh, there's there's no user engagement and all those things, which, which, which fits very well with the larger strategy of acquiring a Joe Rogan, right? So acquiring a Joe Rogan does help increasing with increasing the retention of the 270 300 million odd users uh, who are on the spotify platform uh, even though they are not listening to podcasts but they might listen to a joe rogan podcast and so on so it does help in increasing their uh, uh, the value that they generate out of that platform um, as well as uh, let's say bring in those fringe elements uh, which, which is a classic network effects flywheel strategy that most companies follow right uh, so you do bring in a lot of fringe people from uh, uh, from other podcast players to your uh, to spotify and yeah. then subsequently move them along the value chain towards the premium uh, subscription plans uh, and so on see but the, but the, but the, the counter argument to that is that the, the gimlet deal for example is more than a year old right and reply all continues right. to be available across other like their, their, pop, their podcasts continue to be av- available across platforms while the 
the the jo the jo rogan ones are going to be taken off by september right so right, so right. one theory i read about this is that um their own content acquisitions are about uh, the ad network so right. it's about having content that they own that they can put ads on because now i think spotify has also figured out a way to put like auto insert ads into podcast plays right programmatic ads right, right. in podcasts yes so yes. so so uh, mm-hmm. one 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 theory i read is that the ones that they own are basically to create ad inventory and and you know other forms of monetization on the ad side while mm-hmm. while the, the rogan deal is, is is specifically more for a branding sort of thing and you know to to increase the top of the funnel to make people come to spotify right uh right uh yeah so so as in to be fair to um let's say gimlet and uh parkast um i don't think you will have uh i think reply all reply all is a, is a brilliant podcast uh but i don't think it will bring in a lot of people or or let's say a lot of people might not shift from one podcast player to spotify Correct. um just because it becomes exclusive right so Correct. you you need to have those things who are uh, who increase the experience for people in general yeah. uh, and then obviously uh, rogan or tim ferris and so on are uh, are areas uh, um, are our podcast or type type of uh, content that actually you can bring in a lot of ex- uh, let's say uh, 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 some some sort of an access control uh, or or exclusivity uh, at your end so that's that's the only suggestion as in it it seems to me that they will keep moving towards that strategy uh, i think starting with joe rogan and then eventually with with all the things that we are talking about uh, but yeah of course no, that, that that's actually what i'm uh, saying that i don't think they're actually moving i can i think they have a fairly multi pronged strategy and it comes back right. to a question on monetization right because i think uh, for the reason that you said that maybe you know reply all is not like a i mean some of the gimlet stuff is they're really popular but they're not like you know things that you would move for while somebody like a broken right. is a personality that you know he might he'll bring his customers his bring his listeners along right so right so they 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 using two different strategies for each one and and it's a multi pronged strategy in in terms of because monetization like you said is quite hard um in in the sense that um while a rogan might be quite popular but most of audio doesn't really make much money the podcast market is really quite small like you were looking up some numbers right before this right it's Uh, right it's a billion dollars uh, it's expected to be a billion dollars by next year right yeah and this is these are us numbers i think outside of the us right. these numbers might be even smaller excluding china uh, in china right. we were reading about an app called jamalia right which is quite actually quite large and similarly castbox is another we're not not sure about the revenue of uh, jamalia but yeah obviously it's uh, valued at 3 billion dollars uh, correct another la- and another large podcast uh, app from china which is also the most popular i think podcast app in india is uh, it's it's an app called castbox so they also have a lot of originals and they're trying to go in all in on the audio uh, thing but but right. being those aside i think it's a it's a really small market if you think about it right? like and uh, and we don't actually know how big uh, this is going to get and and maybe i think the reason this this market gets so much disproportionate like gets such disproportionate attention is because um there many of the listeners uh, you know podcast listeners are like slightly uh, higher end of the chain you know like tech people who are um, uh, or vcs and you know these are kind it's 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 in their uh, hobby list but as a mainstream industry it's actually really really small uh, right i mean if anything <laughs> uh, and this is a facetious analogy but i think it's uh, indicative is that how much discussion do you see on uh, about tiktok on tech twitter versus how much did you see about like joe rogan and podcasting right so um, right. because tiktok is like a much larger thing but it it's restricted to like teenagers right so 
uh, they're not able to sort of maybe a lot of tech folks are not able to uh, gauge that as intuitively right so i feel like there's also like right. some kind of a, i'm not sure what bias this counts as proximity bias i guess mm-hmm. i'm not too sure that uh, you know that that skews our um, understanding and our um, you know how we estimate or the importance of an industry like this uh, yeah right that's that's a that's a very uh... hello uh hello yeah so yeah lost you lost you in the yeah sure sure go ahead ha so that's a, so um, so that's a very uh, interesting point uh, just just one question here um i think regarding the potential of the of the audio market right so now i'm expanding the scope slightly so i'm including something like an audiobook something like your health and wellness uh, space podcast or not not podcast but let's say audio content uh, focusing on the health and wellness space uh, then you have uh, the the podcast as a business then the music business uh, as well as audio books as a whole right plus uh, possibly audio commerce and so on uh, so do you see any any way in which uh, the market becomes bigger right so as you rightly mentioned it's about a billion dollars uh, mostly dependent on certain advertisements which are not very effective and hence the low uh, the, the low amount of money that is being spent on this on these uh, on these podcasts uh, on these uh, on 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 podcasts right yeah. uh, but um, and and obviously there there's a lot of other monetization uh, strategies like uh, uh, like uh, patreon or, or donations and sponsorships and so on which are not very reliable uh, in the long term anyway for for an individual podcaster right so do you see this as a long term phenomena that this market may no, never grow uh, or become that big um, or it will just remain smaller like uh, smaller and much let's say talked about or much hyped out about market but not, but uh, never really capturing a significant amount of uh, amount of value right so uh one thing to clarify the 1 billion number is actually just oh, it's only podcasts uh, i think if you throw in like uh, audio revenues that's like another 2 billion right uh, with audio books right but still still remains much smaller than much smaller uh, than uh, let's uh, say yeah video streaming let's say online online editing yeah, yeah video like, streaming exactly like, like for example and netflix does i think what 15 billion a year or something like so Yes, uh, correct correct yeah. we did this last week correct so you should know these numbers but i don't know yeah yeah right uh so so yeah so so and and, and that's actually a good question great question right so uh i i think still if you look at it this way right that most of audio suppose comes from um, uh, let's take podcast right most podcast listening is done say on your phone right or maybe via your alexa or or you know maybe on a laptop as well right possibly but okay, probably right. phone and phone and say smart speaker let's assume right so right. and these are fairly penetrated uh markets so so even smart speaker let's let's say that okay uh, in the us i think it's like one in three households or whatever but uh, even if you keep that aside and say that market is going to grow everybody pretty much has a phone there right? if you look at the us market because that's a mature podcast market right? like we're not talking about india yet uh mm-hmm. or like uh, asia yet Uh, right. if you look at it that way that you know uh, even if it grows like by how much can it grow if you look at it as a steady state that, that there's no underlying platform to grow with it like a lot of um, streaming for example like music streaming grew along with the uh, mobile the smartphone right 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 uh, that, but that's not true of podcast like the, the smartphones and the smartphone penetration is not really going to increase over the next 10 years right so so uh, yeah as it stands it, it 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 doesn't seem so even if it goes from 1 billion to say 5 billion in in the next 10 mm-hmm. years that's a great uh, jump right going 5x in 10 years is is great if you're saying that the underlying user base and all is like fairly 
stable or there's no platform shift that is driving it forward right so so hmm. it's purely right. happening by actually getting individual consumers on board you know simply by sort of you know new formats and new content and like literally sort of hustling it right so uh, and that there's no macro trend that's driving them right so right. and and right. That, and, and that, that's one of the reasons i'm saying that you know if it was going to be that large a market you would have seen some of that mm-hmm. now right like smartphones are like some 12 years old now right and uh, right. video streaming right. is quite large and you know music streaming is quite large so if podcasts were going to be were going to be as large as we as whoever thinks how large they might be uh, we would have right. seen at least some indication of that like so i'm saying that the current momentum say or growth you've seen in the last couple of years is probably indicative of what it, it will be going forward unless people figure out say new formats or something like that right Um, right so right. so just to add one point here for example audible in india introduced an ad app called audible suno a few months ago right and these are like short uh, audio bites that are read out by celebrities right like short fiction or commentary or some something of that sort uh, mm-hmm. and it's an attempt to sort of get a more mainstream audience to listen to audio content and then you know direct them to buying audible audiobooks right so so maybe something like that that um, draws in more people uh some shift in the some some redesign of the concept of the format itself might be needed right right uh and 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 this is a question i had for you right because you said like monetization is a challenge but right uh but what do you think would be a uh you know a, a good outcome right like all this discussion is going on right like when you say that you know right. we'll grow that large and you know will people figure out monetization like what do you think would actually be a good outcome say in 10 years or 5 or 10 years right right so so uh, i i don't have a number to that mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe i am uh, let's say consuming too much tech twitter to be uh, slightly biased towards uh, let's say towards the potential of this market uh, the the only point uh, that i would say is that uh, so you raise there is a great point regarding the regarding a platform shift right so uh, possibly a platform shift uh, or let's say even uh, uh, your uh, alexas of the world becoming much uh, much bigger right yeah. uh, that could shift that trend towards that um, that is one thing uh, the second thing is regarding the whole monetization of the current even in the current model right um, so that can possibly be done by uh, by uh, let's say native uh, ways of monetizing this right so right now what we are doing is that we are looking at uh, adapting what has worked on on video uh, to the uh, to the audio podcast or or the audio uh, industry directly right yeah. uh, which is something what uh, was done by by the early uh, let's say search engine companies right or early websites in which they just copy pasted uh, advertisements from print onto the onto the web onto on online right yeah. uh, and the value as as we can totally understand the value of those advertisements was significantly lower yeah. because those were still mass media but the media just changed right yeah. so rather than having them on Uh, on a television set or on a newspaper uh, you were posting that on uh, the the on the web right yeah. on the on the internet so the value of those uh, which increased exponentially because of all the targeting that adsense brought into the uh, the picture yeah. uh, was was not there at that point of time so there is a possibility i don't know what uh, i think if if i if i knew uh, if i knew that answer i think that would have i, I would have i would probably be building that huh. but uh, there there is a, there, there is a possibility of uh, let's say more native audio kind of uh, advertisements uh, or let's say uh, i i think i think uh, uh, sponsored 
uh, content can be something that can bring in a lot of money there right uh, so storytelling for a particular brand uh, i think that is something that can mm. be uh, that can be a possible potential uh, monetization approach right. but yeah of, of course it will be still smaller than other media it will be much smaller than uh, than video because essentially video does combine audio plus a video element right so two senses that are interacting with with that particular medium uh, so yeah it it will always be much smaller than video uh, but i think there's there's a potential of uh, increasing the market size from whatever it is right 1 to 3 billion to around 50 odd billion in the next uh, next 5 10 years correct which would be a phenomenal growth as as you as you mentioned right 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 on actually a related note like what you said about um uh in new formats and stuff like that like there's actually a very old format that's an underlying uh, thing to this right which is radio of course and uh, in that same post where uh, daniel like talks about an audio first platform so he says that uh, radio listening is uh, is around 2 hours a day from like the average mm-hmm. uh, time zone listen radio but and you know the aim is to sort of get some of that say onto spotify right and um, and that's actually quite an entrenched and uh, fairly large solid industry right I, i i don't have the numbers right now but in the us for example they have they also have like satellite radio and stuff and in india you have fm and am and uh, and these are like quite entrenched industries uh, been around for a few decades which means that they right. support themselves commercially right like uh, fm in india is i think like two decades old but quite like profitable and you know they've been able to sustain themselves right so so i, I if possibly you could do something like that right that you're able to create an entire like you're replacing that use case so it's it's, it's clear that there is a use case for audio uh, mm-hmm. a, a very mainstream use case right something like fm listening or satellite listening satellite radio in the us uh, right if you can transfer some of that to spotify and you know people make that spotify or any other app right digital listening one of these uh, apps then you would capture a lot right. more of that value right and you create newer value as well because Uh, you find newer ways of monetization and stuff because as i understand radio listening also is very it's it's a lot like tv right it's like it's via say it's like you said it's, it's essentially mass media right so it's via sales and then there is like a there are ads that are you know non customized and things like that right so right so so that that is one way that i think uh, say a large market expansion could occur is that suppose it supplants radio essentially which it has mm-hmm. done essentially right like you and i for example we don't really listen to fm radio anymore right we either use one of these apps or we use youtube right for music and for right general audio entertainment right? interviews and stuff right? right so so if if that happens at like a mainstream large scale thing yes and and even more interestingly if it if it happens say say in india for example right like uh, obviously the the great uh, uh, the big red big whale, big whale uh, like jio for example happened 2 3 years ago and suppose all and 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 the jio invested in savan right they acquired a, a majority stake savan is another app right, like right, spotify right. so yeah. for example if uh, savan decides to do like a spotify sort of strategy right introduce lots of i think there are some savan originals right there are some songs and stuff that they do suppose they add more say shows and interviews and stuff like that and make it like an audio right, platform right if every jio phone came with savan and they and they said that this doesn't count against their daily limit right Right. See an immediate um, increase in the market size via something like that, right? Uh, correct. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. and what and what would be happening is that you know for a lot of uh, people in from a lower economic strata, someone would be replacing radio for them, right? Because you're like, hey, I might as well listen to this. It has more selection. It has a wider selection, and I can just choose what I'm listening to. Right. So right. so I, so I think there are like ways around uh, to get there. Um, 
but it's quite curious like now you know let's see where it goes right because all of these are quite theoretical and uh yeah i mean <laughs> right yeah so so uh, as in brilliant points as in regarding the uh, let's say the production quality that you can you can improve on 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 these shows and everything right uh, the, the only one trend or it's not a trend uh, but the only one characteristic that uh, that has uh, let's say persisted for thousands of years is is storytelling right so that that uh, that hasn't changed so possibly if you can have a medium for storytelling um mm. and and the, those stories can be any genre that, that are there yeah. but uh, that storytelling or communication kind of uh, would be something that people would uh, would be interested in and obviously historically there we have as as a as a uh, let's say as a species we have been interested or we have been doing that over the past thousand odd years or so right no, that, thousands that, of years sir correct and that's actually a great point right that you know that, that the need for consuming stories and even say music for example when you talk audio uh, right these have existed for a while and they will like, continue to exist and and the trick i mean the hard bit is the monetization as as you mentioned at the start of the episode no that uh, that's going to be the hard bit right because um yeah what yeah as in it it will be uh, sorry go ahead yeah. it's a it's a separate question so i think complete your point i'll come back to that uh no, no i i wasn't making a point i was actually trying to wrap it up Okay. So I had a final question actually. That so in the, right. the previous episode we also spoke about Netflix, right? And um, right. You I, I, before this episode you were also talking about uh, and as we spoke that you know uh, na- almost ninety percent of Spotify's revenue now comes from uh, subscriptions, right? Exactly. And uh, and you were also talking about you know there is scope for like a literally an all-in-one audio platform, right? So Spotify, a Spotify. What are your thoughts on the fact that you know what if subscription is the only or is probably the dominant way that this can be made possible or do you think it will be much more fragmented uh, you know monetization in the space uh i i think there will be consolidation i think spotify will uh, possibly lead that uh, with a couple of uh, obviously niche, uh, not not couple actually more a lot of niche uh, players occupying segments like audible occupying more on the audiobook side of things and so on uh, but obviously from a, from a let's say audio consumption perspective uh, i do see that a lot of consolidation happening at uh, at spotify uh, particularly uh, with consolidation happening as as i mentioned uh, earlier as well i see a lot of consolidation happening in the supply side of things right with their uh, with all the acquisitions that they have they are making and obviously they'll keep on making them more and more exclusive for their uh for their subscribed uh let's say for the premium customers and so on yeah. uh, which will obviously increase the value of or the amount of money that they capture from uh, from the market right so as you, as you mentioned it it right now it does remain a small market right and spotify is a public company that needs to look at that reality as well right so it can't be a quibi kind of a futuristic business um in which mm-hmm. um um uh, you 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 can bet you can be pre revenue and you don't make a lot of money but uh, you keep saying fancy things about potential market sizes and so on but spotify does have that uh, does need to take care of that reality as well of capturing enough value in the current market uh, while building the pie or while making as as a market leader making the pie bigger for everybody and then obviously subsequently capturing uh, a larger share of that uh, enlarged pie as well correct i think that's something we didn't talk about today at least but uh, like spotify as we saw it's, it's made like decent money already but uh, 
but but pretty much all its revenues go to paying royalties right because that it's stuck in these very weird royalty deals with uh, music labels right so so exactly. actually we didn't talk about much that you know this is actually sort of the diversification strategy to uh, reduce that dependence on that you know and and uh, get slightly further away from that kind of that model where uh, all their co- all their you know most 70% of their revenues basically go to paying away paying uh, royalties Mm-hmm. Uh, which is quite a lousy business to be in, right? If you think about it. Exactly. So, right. so this is all. This is also you know the, the shift to audio and you know podcasting in particular right now is like a is a name to diversify and sort of go and we will talk about it in a later episode. You know, Spotify at large. Right. Right now we focus a lot more on podcasting and um, right and likewise. So yeah, I think um, that was a pretty good discussion. I think we can. wrap up now but i think we should come back to spotify more broadly as well you know trying to see what their current business is and it's quite fascinating right to be in such a handicapped uh, state in an industry but right lasted more than a decade and you know become quite dominant and stuff um so yeah so that, that is something that that we should pick up yeah yeah i think we should actually look at it a uh, great founding story and all of that as well like and that too you know from sweden like such a small country right so uh, right. some but some great companies have come out of that So, so before you wrap up, uh, Achyut, what have you been reading? Anything that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah, so one one article uh, I was reading an article by uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, Regis McKenna, mm-hmm. um, and this guy was uh, as in more more famously part of the the Chasm group, mm-hmm. uh, and then they 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 brought the theory of uh, of the whole crossing the chasm that that was. put in a book by by somebody called jeffrey moore yeah. right um, regarding the regarding how do you market and sell uh, technology products mm. so um, the the firm obviously worked with uh, with intel and uh, and apple in the mid 80s uh, and obviously led a lot of successful marketing strategies for both the companies right yeah. uh, for uh, for intel but more famously again for uh, for apple who which which was much more marketing driven right, uh, right. so he wrote a he wrote an uh, article on the on on hbr uh, which said marketing is everything this is uh, this was in the 1991 or january 1991 issue of of the hbr oh wow okay. nice uh, so fairly dated around 30 years uh, almost 30 years now um and uh, does give a lot of inputs on how marketing will evolve over the next couple of decades mm-hmm. uh, and it's great to see once you're uh, once you're in 2020 going back and reading an article from 1990s um thinking about how actually uh, in 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 so many ways uh they were actually right about uh, the whole marketing way of uh, wow. selling technology rather than a sales first way of selling technology that that was at least pioneered at that point of time and obviously it it uh, it phased down right so obviously salesforce did a lot of uh, sales first kind of selling mm-hmm. uh while now in the in the in the 2010s what you what we see is more of a marketing Yeah. Um, approach towards selling, especially enter, especially to enterprise. Um, uh, so your slacks of the worlds and your uh, uh, Atlassians okay. of the worlds that we yeah. keep talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so very interesting article. Uh, will uh, I think? I think obviously Regis McKenna plus uh, Jeffrey Moore um, is is a is a great story in terms of uh, let's say even even from a book recommendation, Crossing the Chasm is a book that I would recommend to anybody who is in the business of selling. uh technology selling or marketing technology yeah uh, that is that is that is a must read as well yeah that's uh, what about you it's amazing that ah, sorry good no, just to add uh, it's amazing that they got this right even before the internet started right? so they didn't see the rise of the internet 
but um, but they sort of right. yeah, predict exactly. that you know this this kind of shift might happen, uh, which is quite cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, from my side, there is a book that I will recommend. I'm only still reading it, but there's not much to the book really. It's only a few. Uh, it's a very short book, and I've read like summaries, so I know what it's about. And that's why it's a, it's a book called Micro Mastery. So okay. uh, this is by a guy named Robert Twig, I believe, uh, and and he he basically says that um, this is like the, uh, the 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 total other extreme. He's he basically says that uh, to be happy, you should like you know do a lot of these things and you know have some hobbies and stuff. But his way of approaching it is quite interesting. So often we're like you know oh I, I want to learn cooking and then but then you're you're bogged down by the fact that oh yeah I need to get really good at, good at cooking and it's going to take me a while and. Uh, even if you ignore the 10,000 hours part, but in generally just the, the, just the notion of, you know, getting really good at something seems to take a lot of time. Uh, so he has an interesting approach to it where he says that just learn to make, do one small thing really, really well. And uh, if you want, you can go deeper after that or you can choose not to, but, but that's okay. So for example, he says, learn to make an omelet really well. And then he gives you a way. So the book is only a few, I think a few tens of pages. Uh, the core book and the rest of it is just these kind of different micro mastery tasks that you can pick up. So one of them is um, how to, how to make the perfect omelet. Right. And he gives you, uh, he calls them, I think entry points or ins of some kind. Um, so, so where, you know, what is the key, what is the key thing to making the perfect omelet? Right. And, uh, and then his point is that you, once you master that, then you're like, Hey, it's, it's great because you know how to make the perfect omelet. If you want, you can learn more cooking. Or, right. or you can just be happy like being a great omelette maker. And, and, and the reason he says this is because uh, there is A, a certain excitement that comes with, you know, getting good at something and it, without the getting bogged down by the larger uh, this thing. Plus, right. often when you're learning something, you know, people always ask you, hey, can you show us something that you're learning? And, you know, and, and this gives you that immediately, right? So it gives you that immediate boost, which, which you know, makes you want to do better. Uh, right. So other examples he says is, you know, learning to take like, uh, becoming a street photographer or um, learning to draw, I think, perfect circles or learning a language in three hours. Or, there are very specifically defined tasks. It's a really interesting concept and there are enough summaries online. I think you just check up the summary. It's, it's quite, uh, it's really fascinating. I, I thought um, it's an approach to learning things that I haven't seen before and it made a lot of sense to me. I think it might help other people as well. There's another book called, I think, um, Learn Anything in 20 Hours or something like that. But that is again... Mm-hmm. That has a similar approach, but it's it's still not the same. It's sort of you know how do you learn? Uh, it's a more of a Pareto principle, like learn how do you get good enough in twenty hours? Sort of. I thing. think I've seen that. Uh, there's there's a TED talk on that as well. Correct, correct. So he, so yeah, and he in it he plays at the ukulele at the end and uh, right. uses the four chords, right? So that's quite interesting as well. But uh, I felt like this was a whole new like. It seems so obvious when I think about it, but um, it's it's quite uh, it it wasn't before I did it. So I, I do, I do suggest checking it out and just trying it out in your life. I was just thinking that, you know, so for example, instead of learning the guitar or learning the four chords as the other guy might recommend, you just learn one song, right? Just learn to play one song right. really well. And then if you want, you can go deeper or not, uh, stuff like that. Right. Right. I think, I think at a deeper philosophical level, it's, it's more along the lines of, uh, let's say finding your passion, right? So obviously most people think that you'll find your passion without, um, without building anything or without creating anything. Mm. Uh, I think this takes you to, let's say, uh, by, let's say one step deeper uh, and trying to, and you're in, let's say it, it, he makes you create uh, or, or go deeper into one particular sub skill. Uh, yeah. And then obviously you would get a better understanding of whether you want to, uh, let's say, pursue your culinary dream 
or you want to pursue some other dream right and just continuing with your with the ramlet exam all also that that is also true but at the same but actually but his viewpoint is slightly different on this he's he's actually one of these people who's heavily in favor of breadth he just wants to he's one of those people who's like just fascinated ah, by a lot okay. of things so so right. he's i think he's one he's basically revolting against the notion that you should be focused on something he's like that's how he started i believe that you know he he's like i like lots of things and it should be okay to do that and and he figures that this is actually a feasible way of trying lots of things and you know getting some satisfaction out of it rather than you know trying everything in bits and pieces and getting nowhere um right and like you said i think a, a, an interesting side effect will be that you'll discover you'll actually discover a passion that you didn't know you had rather than theorizing yeah. about a passion that you might have correct so yeah so the um, so that is my recommendation i i i'm still sort of i went through some of the micro mastery things in this reading the start of the book but it's quite short and you can just read a summary online it's quite uh, i'll actually share a summary have, have you picked anything uh, to to master <laughs> no not yet i mean my old guitar i actually pulled it down uh, a few months ago and i thought i'll learn i, I learn again but now i'm sort of motivated yeah. you know what i'll actually play learn to play one uh, one song <laughs> and then yeah, after that it's great completely <laughs> after that i'm like okay i'm going to play one song really well and then forget about it so right so let's see uh so yeah i think we're done for the day um sorry there's a long winded description to the book but i just thought it was quite fascinating and you were sharing no that that's actually really fascinating i'll check that out i, I probably would pick up the book uh right now i think i think uh, i guess there are a lot of material available on the web yeah, yeah. just check it's that first short, yeah, yeah. And then, okay. yeah share that as well awesome so yeah that that brings us to the end of our uh, 15th episode Yes. Uh, so thanks again for everybody who has uh, listened to at least a portion of an episode uh, <laughs> till date uh, <laughs> uh, regardless we uh, we uh, will keep continuing to to record podcast uh, keep keep changing the content so yeah it does help if you if you can share uh, whoever is listening uh, if you can share feedback regarding the the content regarding the uh, structuring of the episodes and so on yeah. uh, that would always be great Yes, that would be amazing. Uh, do let us know that, I mean, and we hope to do many more of these. Uh, All right. Yes. Take so, care. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Stay safe. Yes. And then stay safe. Yep. Stay safe. Bye bye.